Aloha and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kainoa Carlson of Hi Now. We'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today we're connecting the dots on the science of sleeping well. That's something we all need to be doing and I'm sure that we want to do. We're going to be doing that today with Dr. Val Cacho. Dr. Cacho is a board-certified internal medicine and sleep medicine physician originally from California. Dr. Cacho attended medical school at Loma Linda University in Southern California, trained in internal medicine at Huntington Memorial Hospital in Pasadena, and completed a sleep fellowship at the Cedars-Sinai Medical Program based in Los Angeles. She's also completed a fellowship in integrative medicine at the University of Arizona in Tucson and has co-edited a book called Integrative Sleep Medicine. Aloha, Doc. How are you? Great. Thanks so much, Taino, for having me on today. Awesome. So uh, so excited to be joining you. Now, Doc, let's talk about what happens to our bodies as we sleep. Yeah, that's a great question and really one of my favorite questions to answer. You know, there's been this notion floating around for a while that scientists really don't understand why we sleep. But as time goes on, you know, we have done a lot of research really to explain this phenomenon. So sleep is super essential. You know, it's necessary just as much as breathing, exercise and nutrition is. But it really gets pushed to the back burner. You know, our society as a whole doesn't necessarily value sleep. I'm sure you've heard of, you know, people saying, well, I'll sleep when I'm retired or I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, you know, the hustle culture is really glorified, you know, staying up all night, pulling all nighters, right? People um, like to sort of brag about that, but it's so, so important. So, you know, we sleep about a third of our lives. So if you live to a hundred years old, guess what? 33 years are actually spent sleeping. So what is going on in your body and your brain when you sleep? So kind of if I brought you to my sleep lab and I placed EEG monitors on your brain and EMG monitors that measures your muscles, what we would see is the brain waves actually slow down. And then there's different stages of sleep. So stage one is considered light sleep, stage two, and then stage three sleep is deep sleep or slow wave sleep and then REM sleep. And then we cycle through these different stages um, as we sleep throughout the night in about 90 minutes. So depending on how long we sleep, uh, we get have four to six of these cycles, right? So during sleep, you know, we're unconscious. We don't necessarily, you know, remember or know what's going on. However, our brains are super active and it's actually really busy doing work. Um, you know, our memories can get consolidated. So think about, you know, the files in your brain or thoughts that happen throughout the day get put away into the different, um, you know, filing cabinets. Um, this really happens during slow wave sleep. So as I mentioned, if you're a student or if you're learning, it's really not good to pull all-nighters, which actually is something that I didn't even know when I was in med school. I remember, you know, there's just a whole lot of information that I needed to learn. And so I would, you know, hang out with my friends. We'd study all night. And then I would go and take my tests and I'd be falling asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, but I really wish I knew more about sleep science back then. But, you know, I think I turned out okay. Um, another really important aspect about sleep is when our brain waste. There's actually toxins that build up throughout the daytime, and this gets cleaned out through the night, and this is called the glymphatic system. Yeah, so just, you know, a little peek about what's going on when we sleep. Uh, awesome, Doc. And then this question, I assume, is one that you get asked a ton, but what, what is the ideal amount of sleep people should be getting every single night? 
Yeah, so it really depends on your age. Um, we'll focus on adults. A lot of people that I see are adults. Um, it's seven to nine hours. So the CDC defines short sleep as having less than seven hours. And actually, in 2014, they did um, an analysis throughout you know, the whole United States and actually looked at different states. And so when you take a look at Hawaii, right, Hawaii reports less sleep as a whole. 44% of adults sleep less than seven hours, which was really eye-opening um, as compared to a nation as a whole, it was 35%. Um, you know, the report didn't go into why that is. You know, I have some thoughts, you know, you know, working here and, and talking to my patients. Um, we do know in states where there's a lot more sunshine, right? People are just awake more, right? You know, you have more time to go out and enjoy the beach, you know, go hiking. Um, and you compare it to maybe a place like Alaska, right? You know, you know, during the summer months, there's a lot of sunlight. And then the winter time, right? It's really dark. So there's not as much to do. So people tend to sleep a little bit longer. You know, another thought I had about that is, you know, it is quite expensive to live in Hawaii. So, you know, some people have multiple jobs, right? And so when you're working, right, that really cuts into your sleep time. Yeah. What's really important from this um, analysis, it, it really took a look at the ages of people who have, aren't sleeping long enough. And for us here in Hawaii, it was between 45 and 54 years of age. And those folks reported sleeping, you know, le less than seven hours, about half of them. Um, and then some of the factors that have been associated with not sleeping long enough are obesity, not exercising, and then smoking. And then the CDC even looked at some chronic medical conditions, right, for us here in Hawaii. Short sleep, sleeping less than seven hours, has been associated with some lung conditions such as asthma, COPD, arthritis, chronic kidney disease, and even diabetes, right? So, you know, going back, sleep is so essential for our overall health and wellness, something that UHA really focuses on, right? And, you know, it's really important to make sure that we're, we're knowledgeable about this, that we do need to get more sleep. And, you know, even cutting out an hour of sleep at night can really affect our overall health. Uh, and Doc, uh, when it comes to overall health, there's many health benefits that come along with getting enough sleep. Uh, let's talk about the impact it has on our mood, our cognitive ability, and other just facets of everyday life that can be benefited with more sleep. Great question. Yeah. So, you know, one of my favorite sayings is when you don't get enough sleep, food is one of the first things to go. So I have young kids, uh, you know, my daughter's four years old. And, you know, one of the things that she does not like to do is take a nap. Um, and sometimes I tell her, well, you know, you really need to take a nap because it's good for your growing. You can be, you know, big and strong. And she goes, mom, I'm not angry. I don't need to nap. <laughs> because, you know, I tell her, you know, on the weekends when she doesn't want to nap, you know, you know, um, sometimes she can be a quite a little bit more irritable. Um, and the same goes for true for adults, right? If we don't get enough sleep, um, we're not as resilient. We don't have enough um, empathy. I'm sure, you know, if um, you know, you've seen people around you who are sleep deprived or for whatever reason, right, it can certainly um, affect the mood. are not in a good mood, mood right? yeah, for sure. <laughs> It's really remarkable because sometimes I, you know, in, in my sleep practice, I see people who, you know, are sleep deprived, whether it be from, you know, having an untreated sleep conditions, such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea treated, it's pretty remarkable that sometimes I don't even recognize them, right? You know, maybe their mood can change, maybe they can lose some weight. Um, and it's a really, really, I think, you know, 
field of medicine, um, that's pretty rewarding. Um, specifically talking at different aspects of sleep and health is, you know, something that's going on currently, right? Our immune system and then the pandemic. So there was actually a study in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago where they took a bunch of healthy volunteers and they actually injected rhinovirus in their nose. So rhinovirus is just, a, you know, a common cold. And then they looked at, you know, you know their amount of sleep. And interestingly enough, right, short sleep, sleeping less than six hours was associated with four times risk of actually getting the cold as compared to sleeping longer. Yeah, you know, we don't, as far as I know, don't have any data for coronavirus, um, but it's just one of those things, right? You know, you know, if you've been working too hard, you know, maybe traveling, not sleeping enough, you tend to get sick. And I tell my patients, well, it's almost like your body telling you, hey, guess what? You got to slow down a bit. You got to rest. So sleep duration is really a risk factor for getting an infectious illness. Um, talking about, you know, other aspects of our health, such as our heart health, our cardiac health. You know, a lot of people have high blood pressure and we really emphasize, well, you know, it's your diet, you're ex you got to exercise more, you're overweight. Uh, but, you know, a researcher looked at over 700,000 people. And what he found out was that, you know, those who slept less than six hours um, had an increased risk for having high blood pressure, right? And so not sleeping enough um, is inflammatory and it can put a lot of stress on your heart, right? Your heart has to work harder and harder. Um, another aspect of our health is our weight, right? Um, some research shows that if you sleep less than five hours, you have a higher rate of obesity. Um, but, you know, one good thing to note is sleeping longer can actually help people lose weight. So one of the benefits, actually, of the pandemic is, you know, some of the patients don't have to commute to town, right? They're able to work remotely, um, which is fantastic. And I've had some patients actually, oh, you know, I didn't change my diet. I didn't exercise more. Um, I'm just sleeping an hour longer. And one gentleman said, oh, yep, I lost like 20 pounds in the past year, which is, you know, pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, sleep is free, right? <laughs> we all need to do it. But I think it's just, you know, knowing how there's this relationship to our obesity and our health. Um, and the last one I want to talk about here is our diabetes, right? You know, diabetes is pretty prevalent here um, in Hawaii. And, you know, if you don't sleep long enough, right, sleeping five to six hours, you have a twofold increased risk um, of actually getting diabetes. And this has to do with insulin resistance. They've done studies in um, college kids. They actually slept deprived them. And what happens when you're slept deprived guess what? You tend to eat more of the sugary carbohydrates, the fast food, right? Your body craves that quick energy, right? When you're awake longer, your body says, hey, I need more energy. And how do I get energy, right? You know, the junk food, right? It certainly tastes good, gives you that quick energy. Um, but, you know, it's not really good for our insides. So, you know, something to think about on, you know, how, how important sleep is for different aspects of our body, our immune system, our heart health, our weight, and even our endocrine system with our diabetes. Doc, what are habits that someone can incorporate just into their daily life, their normal routine to improve their quality of sleep? And, and is it possible for us to make up for lost hours of sleep that we maybe don't get the day or the night before? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question as well. So, if you're sleep depriving yourself or anytime you want to, um, you know, take a look at your own health and behaviors is um, take a little inventory, right? You know, like someone who wants to lose weight, what do we recommend that they do? Well, you know, start writing down, you know, what you're eating. Um, 
So something that I ask my patients to do is do a sleep diary. How much are you sleeping? It's really easy now. Now, if you have a, you know, a tracker, a lot of people use trackers. Um, those can be beneficial. I do caution people with some of the trackers because sometimes um, they tell patients that their sleep was restless or they didn't get deep sleep. Um, and I let people know, well, you know, don't let these companies tell you how you feel, right? You know, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Um, one person was very concerned that, you know, 30% of our sleep is restless, but she was waking up fine. Yeah. So, you know, track your sleep, become aware of your sleeping patterns, you know, are you sleeping, you know, you know, pretty early on, on, on during the week and then on the weekends, you know, you stay up late hanging out with your friends or watching movies and then Sunday rolls around and you have a hard time falling asleep, right? So, you know, we are creatures of habits, so it's good to sleep on a regular basis and wake up at a regular time. Um, another thing to note is, you know, really make sleep a priority. Um, you know, self-care is really important, making sure that, you know, we're healthy as well as possible, right? We talked about the effects sleep has on our body body and our mood. Um, but one of the most important things that you can do is make make your sleep a priority. Um, one of my favorite things to do uh, to let patients know as well to improve your sleep is getting up sunlight, right? You know, we're lucky that we live here in Hawaii. Um, the research shows that getting at least 30 minutes of bright light in the morning with an hour awakening can actually help, you know, your sleep quality at night. And then maybe the last thing that I recommend is really have a wind down process. So the last hour of your day really should be for yourself. Sometimes people think of sleep as just a, a switch, right? Okay, I'm gonna you know work, 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 have go home, play with the family, you know, you know have my alone time, and then I'm just gonna you know put my head on the pillow and I'm gonna fall asleep. But you know a good analogy is like you know landing a plane, right? You don't just you know, they don't just, you know, go straight down, right? It's like a slow decline. You know, what are the things that you can do that help slow your brain waves down, right? You know, does reading the news late at night, you know, checking your Facebook, checking social media, does that help slow your brain waves down? Or are you going to read something that may, you know, irritate you? Um, you know, what are good practices? You know, maybe it's stretching, right? Maybe it's listening to soft music. Maybe it's reading a book that you enjoy. Um, you know, find out what works for yourself. You know, some people like to take a hot shower or a hot bath and really incorporating that as, you know, your bedtime routine. You know, we're really good about teaching kids how to have bedtime routines, you know, book, bottle, songs, and then bed. Um, but for some reason, when we get to be adults, we sort of shy away from that. So I really encourage you to find a, a good wind down process that works well for you and have a great night's sleep. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, so oftentimes, uh, and I I feel like you touched on it, but it's it's almost kind of like the the culture that we're in right now. It's a very uh, mm -hmm. hustle and bustle, and you got to go, you got to do this, you got to get to work, and you have to do that. But uh, really, today is all about um, and and if I'm listening correctly, the importance of getting the sleep and the rest that we need, and the tremendous health benefits that will it'll do for our body once we do. Yeah, exactly. Rest, recovery, sleep, even napping. You know, we didn't touch too much on napping, but I'm certainly a big proponent on napping. Um, napping has been shown even equivalent to drinking caffeine. Oh, wow. <laughs> so instead okay. of that afternoon, you know, coffee, you know, free. you can have the opportunity just to take a short nap. And napping's free. Napping yeah, is I free. love to Starbucks, get free medicine. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I agree, Kainoa. Well, thank you so much for the time, Doc. That's most of the questions we have. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel is important that you wanted to touch on? I didn't touch on uh, specific medical sleep conditions. So, you know, 
commonly what I see in my practice is obstructive sleep apnea. So snoring, you know, headliner, everybody snoring is not normal. So if you're snoring and you're tired, you know, please talk to your doctor about it because it could be a symptom of sleep apnea, especially if you do hold your breath at night. So sleep apnea is a condition where uh, your muscles of your throat narrow or collapse and it can affect your oxygen levels um, and it can really make you sleepy throughout the daytime. So if you or a loved one snores, stops breathing, gas chokes for air and are sleepy during the daytime, please talk to your healthcare professional about that to see if you have obstructive sleep apnea. One in five adults do in fact have it. It's so, so common and there are a lot of good treatments for it. Awesome. And, and Doc, how can people get a hold of you if they, they want to talk and, and further be educated about better ways for their body and their mind to rest? Oh, wonderful. Thanks, Kainoa. Yeah, you can actually find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is valerie.cacho.md. And then my clinic, I speech, but I also do telehealth visits. Um, my website is www.sleeplifemed.com. Okay, thank you so much. A big mahalo to Dr. Val Cacho for helping us connect the dots on the science of sleeping well. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast. If my workplace offers UHA health insurance, how do I check if my physician is part of the UHA network? Where do I go to review my health plan benefits? Can I order my prescriptions online? Do you cover telehealth appointments with my doctor? I'm a business owner. How can I get a quote for UHA health insurance? At UHA, we're here to make healthcare simple. For all these answers, just go to our website at uhahealth.com.